0: (laughs) I will. Hold on. Yep.
1: Moon, sister.
2: Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman.
1: Huzzah. Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh,
0: me. This guy, the guy who would actually eat uh frozen mastodon meat if uh if offered it at a weird uh hunting uh gathering, Jason Smith, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're the, <laughs> <laughs> <do you> <laughs> 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 we're the pod that tells you all about the shows we love and we want you to love.
1: This is all real, and plus <laughs> we download you on the streaming wars, what to stream and where to stream it. So that being said. How you doing? Jeff?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. What are you? What are you home stuck at home doing today?
1: Um. Well, you know, first of all, I was going back through Tehran because we got a new episode coming up, and I was thinking about like the food in the show. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> I started looking at like what they're eating and how little I knew of any of it. Like, so I want to like ask Daniel, like you know, go back and be like you know, what's that? What's that? What's that? And then it got me thinking about our guest today and his his. YouTube channel is tasting history Uh and you know, in, in watching it, it it was like, okay, so now it's, I can find out about like, did you know how cane sugar started? Like this kind of stuff is what I'm talking about.
0: No. And I mean, that's, what's really cool. Like what I really like about this. Cause like, you know, You try and find like recipes and menu items and all that stuff. And there's all this new fancy stuff and it's all great. But like, I love understanding how things, where things came from and what they were originally kind of concepted as and how they taste then. Um, I think there's just something really kind of interesting to, uh, I don't know, like understanding um, old times through new times.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also the matter of it's like, you know, we're talking to all these, you know, really kind of deep dive craft people as well on the different shows like Good Lord Bird and and this week and and Tehran last week. No, Tehran this week, you know, and and you really don't think too much about the dishes that are being served and what has to go into even the production design. Like, what are they eating? If they're eating in Tehran, what's the dish there? They're not just
0: putting some rice on a plate. And I want to call out somebody on this really quick because I, I don't know if you follow Nancy, one of our, our stuck at homies. Yep. She makes crazy foods like all the time. Like, so, so, like, I'll look at her thing and like she's making uh, lasagna out of her Instapot and stuff. Like, I want to make some assignments for her. Well, she's uh, got a
1: recipe book coming out.
0: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. She does yeah. really cool stuff, but I, I actually do want to assign her like, I want the pumpkin pie that, and I don't even think it's called pumpkin pie, it's called something mm. else. Uh, but I want, to, I want to bring some of these things that, that, uh, that Max, and I wanna have, have an old timey cook off. Uh, oh, I like that. With, uh, with the homies. Uh, no, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, actually, let's do that.
1: <laughs> let's do that. And that, that's what I mean by, you know, the, it, it, when we get deeper into things, like these are the things that come out of it. You know, it's, it's again, and going back and watching Teron, what are they
0: eating on the table? You know, you know, good Lord Bird, what are they eating on? What are you gonna say, Oh, I was just gonna say, you know what's <laughs> not interesting to me? Cosplaying.
1: <laughs> you okay. know, like,
0: Depends like causing yeah like i don't want to cosplay like i don't want to wear an outfit like i just don't want to do the sewing right mm-hmm. like i don't want to make a costume for me that makes me feel like a, a civil war costume or like anything but you know what i would do i would like cosplay with food like this Causey-ing. is what i feel like is, yeah i eat. <laughs> i would even make it i would cook it like <laughs> i love barbecuing and i one of the um shows that i was watching kind of speaking of is a, a barbecue show on um on Netflix, where they, they had to cook it, like they had to cook some of these foods, like the original, you know, peoples of that time period did, like so in the ground with like just sticks and that kind of stuff. Ooh. That shit's cool. Eating, you know, really making stuff of
1: some kind of weird disease. Cause yeah, maybe. Well well, cause well.
0: You, well, well, I mean, <laughs> they
1: still had tinfoil and stuff. But I mean, you ever see that Frontier Week on PBS? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, where you had to, you know, what was it? The Frontier uh, it was you had to live like Frontier times. Yeah, yeah.
0: Everyone was dead by the time they were eighteen. middle age was nine yeah well that we're not going to do we're going to stay away from the polio we're going to stay away from the uh uh, any of that stuff but i i would say this like if i could cosplay as anything i would i wouldn't be cosplaying as anybody i would just like doing what max is doing i think that it's so cool to uh you know kind of create these foods and uh and and be able to kind of experience history but not just history experience culture through you know we talk about experiencing other people's culture through food all the time but what if you could you know experiencing culture and history through the same thing i think it's
1: time travel through food yeah exactly listen i like this oregon trail flashbacks i i I love this idea i love the fact that we're going to talk about this so we should not even wait what do you mean a cookbook not a red listen nikki nancy it's called whatever i want to call it (laughs) Okay, (laughs) how about that now now it's not called anything no, oh. I love an <laughs> no, it's a cookbook with the recipes in it. Okay, and without any further ado, speaking of cooking, the host of the very, very popular Tasting History channel on YouTube, let us all welcome Max Miller. How's that? Yeah. Oh, wait, you, you it off? Thank you, Cliff. Oh, that's okay. I got my own.
2: <laughs> there What's we up, go. Max?
1: How you doing, buddy?
2: How's it going? Good. Oh, it's Good. going great,
1: man. Thanks for being here. And uh, where are you? Uh, are you stuck yeah. in LA
2: or where are you? I am in L.A., in Burbank specifically. All right. You're faring okay? Yeah. You know, we're keeping busy, even though we don't really do anything outside of the house. (laughs) It's it's all right. We've watched a lot of TV, a lot of good TV that uh, I wouldn't have gotten to watch otherwise.
1: What's the last thing you watched?
2: Uh, We just finished, oh, man. The names of shows is killing That's me. It's okay. It, we'll get back to it. It's an Don't HBO worry, it show. Even... Ooh. Um Yeah, if it comes to my mind. It hey, takes place on, a, on another planet. Raised by wolves. Raised by wolves. There you yep. go. Fantastic. Fantastic. We had
1: Aaron Gunkowski, the creator, on here. It, by the way, it's an incredible show. Really? I can't wait for season two. So now we know really, what you're really watching. Nothing to do with history. Yep. You want to see the future because you're dealing with history all day.
2: Yeah, sometimes I also like history shows but yeah 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 I like everything I'm easy. We also watch a ninety day fiance for God's sake, so you know I mean Listen, we're not faking. We all
0: <laughs> have to watch ninety day fiance. Everybody Cliff doesn't, but the rest of us have to watch ninety day fiance. That's just part of our our agreement in it, the marriage.
2: I bought it for so long until you know we ran out of Netflix um during quarantine and was like all right let's do this and we've we've watched way too much now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, Jason said, "We all, I don't have to watch it because I'm not in a relationship." So you know, what I mean, but once I'm in one, I have to watch <laughs> yeah. all the
2: shows. Yeah, I can see That's, what not to do.
1: Well, I'm still watching The Bachelorette, though. So let's not be let's not let's not kid anybody.
2: All right. Have you been watching it? Yeah, I don't watch that. So okay. See, I, I've I do never seen not. an episode of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, you're missing out. All right. So, but I I don't want to talk about The Bachelorette with you. I want to talk about your show with you. How all the right. hell do you come up with this <laughs> idea? Tell me how this starts, Tasting History.
2: So, um, you know, it kind of started, I mean, it started percolating in my head a while ago, not necessarily as a show, but more as something that I wanted to see that, that wasn't out there. I, I used to watch the Great British Bake Off. I still do, but I, I love the old version with Mary Berry and, um, and the two female hosts, Mel and Sue. And mm-hmm. every episode, they would do like a three or four minute segment on the history of whatever they were making that day and when it came to when when it changed over to channel four and got the new host and everything they kind of stopped that and i really really missed it because i guess i maybe i was the only person who enjoyed it but <laughs> i really enjoyed it and i missed it so yeah, well, um, three hundred
1: thousand subs plus later i don't think yeah, you're the only other person people, who was missing it
2: other people like it so <laughs> so i was i was like I, you know how how do i bring that back but but, but i didn't think of necessarily making a show until Last Christmas, when I, I always bring in foods to my old work, uh, I'm furloughed right now. Um, but I would bring in food from history and and share it with my coworkers and give them little. Um, I say I would I would entertain them, but really I would lecture them about the history of the food. <laughs> and uh, at the Christmas party, someone was like, "You know what? You should you should put this on YouTube." I think it was kind of a stop telling us, go tell other people, um, put it on YouTube. And so I was like, "All right," and started. And then when COVID hit, it was like, well, now I got nothing to do. So I might as well. But it's grown really um, so that's fast. That's how it happened.
1: But it's, it really has. Insanely I mean, fast. Insanely fast. You just launch yeah. and it's like, how you know, six yeah. months later and you have all these people watching every episode. So
2: I, I I'm, every day I look at YouTube and I'm like, are they going to? Are they going to say, oh, we made a mistake. These aren't yours. These, these belong to someone
0: else. You, you better spend them quick. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, Max, <laughs> yeah. but, this, but it's, <laughs> truly, us. it's truly genius, man. Like, this is something like, who you know, it's one of those things that feels, it, you know, in retrospect, it's like, of course this would be something. But, like, <laughs> genius.
1: I think that's the, you. Uh, the, the, the you know, uh, sign of a great idea. You know, <laughs> of course. I, yeah. Didn't someone do this already? That's the thing. Well, and, <laughs> and it's like
2: no. And that's the thing. I think in a lot of ways people have done this. You know, uh Alton Brown did similar things, but with more of the science of food, um, with with great good eats and um and then Great British Bake Off has done it. And a lot of people have kind of done bits and pieces of this. I just ended up mashing it together in a new format. That's that's all See, it is.
1: Here's what I think it is. I think it's if Bill Nye, the science guy, taught history and you were Bill Nye.
2: Uh Cliff. Through cooking. That's, that's what it is. That's amazing. That's is. I like that. <laughs> okay,
1: that's a, you, can, you can use that. Trademark me. You can use <laughs> that. I will. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll that I, I give it to you. But that being said, though, so, so did you automatically come up with this format? Because like you'll go, what, what I love about it is like you get into an episode where you break up, I was talking to Jason about this, you break up like cane sugar. I didn't know shit about cane sugar. And, you know, right. that it didn't even come here. We didn't create it. It's like, okay. Yeah, and you'll break it up into two episodes just to give us the skinny on cane sugar. So, so tell me a little about this and is this something you, you know, like to do a lot or, or, you know, feel as a kind of pinpoint to the show?
2: Yeah, well, so the cane sugar, it's two episodes only through necessity. It was supposed to be one episode and usually my scripts are like, you know, seven or eight pages and I was at like page 20 and I was like, okay, this, this needs, I need to break this up. Um, so and there's a nice stopping point uh, when it comes to the new world. So that yeah. worked out. But I, the the way that I actually ended up kind of coming up with the format was originally I was just going to um, cook food and then kind of intersperse uh, you know some facts here and there really sm- seamlessly and smooth. But it turns out I'm not very good at cooking and talking at the same time, and my kitchen is way too small for a camera in it. So I had to break the sections up like completely separately. So the history section became all its own part and um and it's been growing <laughs> every week because that's the part that I love is the history section and a lot of people really enjoy it. Um so it at first it was like 3 minutes and now it can be like up to 8 10 minutes <laughs> and so I just go on.
1: Well, I mean there's 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 a very strong basis to it. I mean you're learning about not only you know history you're learning about the culture and how <laughs> the food was spawned by how the culture yeah. was lived so yeah. you know are, are you finding yourself doing a lot of research you know because i saw that like curiosity thing i never heard about that you know i mean <laughs> like that uh, that site and like you find yeah. yourself going down a lot of rabbit holes <laughs> doing research cool. for this
2: all the time all the time i mean i have a nice basis of history kind of already in my head simply because i love documentaries i love reading i've uh, you know i studied history in college so I've got a basis for it. So I'm always able to kind of start with something, but then you go online and find, find good resources. There's a lot of not good resources online, but there are a lot of great resources. And you know, six hours later, I'm writing an episode that has nothing to do with <laughs> what, I, what I started off with. Um, because I, I teach in the episodes, but really the show is for me to learn. I'm, I'm learning a lot of this stuff, you know, just a couple weeks before I'm teaching it because that's what I like. I like learning. I, I'm, I've always been curious about um, everything pretty much.
1: Well, you know, okay, so, so let me ask you this. What comes first? Is it a history idea that will lead you into food or is it a food idea that will lead you into history?
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> it depends. <clears throat> it depends. Yes. A lot of times it's the, it's the food First, because I've, I've I've started a nice collection of historic cookbooks, and there are a lot online. Um, so I'll just, you know, be leafing through and be like, oh, this is something that really interests me. Or more often, oh, this is something that I think I could actually make and not completely screw up, or I could find the ingredients, you know. Um, so that's a big thing. It's like, what can I find? What can I make in my house during quarantine? It's easier to find recipe or, uh, ingredients now, but at the beginning of quarantine, it was... It was real rough finding anything. Even flour was tough. So right. so that usually leads me to the history. But sometimes, like, so when it came to um, the Anglo-Saxon uh, oat cakes that I made, well, we don't have a recipe for that. There are no recipes mm. from Anglo-Saxon England. But what I wanted to tell was the story of King Alfred burning the cakes. Uh, so it was an Anglo-Saxon kind of folk story. And that's the story that I wanted to tell. And then I built the food around it.
1: Right. You had to come up with your own recipe though.
2: <clears throat> Essentially, you know, we yeah. used a lot of, I used a lot of older references and everything, but you, that recipe is not exactly what would have been done because we don't know what would have actually been done.
0: Jace, What do you got? Similar. Nothing. I just want to get into some food. Yeah. Let's get some food. I into want to talk about some food. Yeah. Um, man, bring yeah. it, bring it, bring it. So, you know, we're talking Halloween, and I I heard that you can make it that you have a, a pumpkin pie recipe. I just wanted I want to learn a little bit more about this and a little bit about the history and uh, uh, of this particular uh, pie.
2: Yeah, so it's called pumpkin pie. P o n k i o n. It's before they added or no, pumpkin pie. Sorry, p o m p i o n. Before they added the k, um, and it's a sixteenth century. So fifteen seventy is when it's from um, mm-hmm. English recipe. So after you know they came to the New World and, and found pumpkins, they brought them over and they were a big hit in Italian and French and, and English cooking. And by this time, you're starting to see a lot of these pies. But it is nothing like a pumpkin pie today because it's not a custard pie. Our pumpkin pies have egg and cream and, and it's like a smooth custard. This is more like layers of pumpkin with apple and fruit and herbs. Herbs that you would not expect to be in a pumpkin pie. So like so you're very like different. It's just, is it um, layered?
0: But it's not. Is it blended or mushed, or is it just kind of like straight up, like big old pieces of gourd? It's
2: mushed, but it's not. <laughs> That's the technical term, right? Cliff? It's not yeah, big it's old gourd. pieces of gourd because <laughs> once you cook it, yeah, right. Because you fry the pumpkin before it goes in, so it kind of falls apart. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, you're not biting into anything with any teeth to it, but it's also not pureed. Right, right. So it's kind it, of in the middle. Um, I like
1: the puree. I'm sorry.
2: Right, I'm, I, I, so, well, and,
0: and the puree pretty I, much yeah, doesn't I mean, exist in, right. until the 20th century, right? You're yeah, not having a lot of puree.
1: <laughs> we need to have the puree in 15th.
2: Right, I mean, the way that they would puree fruit back then typically was to pound it in like a mortar and pestle, uh, you know, and <laughs> it's just not going to be the same as putting it in a... For, for
0: not no I'm not telling my mom this that's also what you do to morphines if you need to you know <laughs> smoke them up <laughs> It's the same exact recipe That's where they got also the idea Also done
2: with apples and herbs
0: <laughs> That's the that's the way I like to take it that's how you sneak it that's how you sneak into uh, BJ Barracas's uh, or BA Barracas's food so he, he will get on that plane I uh, sorry, that's an A-Team sorry. reference. It's very yeah, A-team, sorry. old. team, sorry. That's, I knew
1: immediately like, <laughs> that Max has no clue. I'm just saying if you that, want the so history long,
2: no Mr. T. Yeah,
0: man. No. Uh, okay, no, so please. this is so so in and when you say about herbs, like what kind of herbs are they putting in this? This sounds like it's not a um even considered a sweet dessert. This is almost a savory dish.
2: Yeah, well, it's kind of in this, so it's coming right out of the this the Renaissance and during the Renaissance, there was no concept of sweet and savory that came a little bit later, about 50 years after this recipe. So it was fine to have savory elements like herbs. This has like marjoram and thyme and rosemary right next to sugar and honey and, and fruit. They weren't incongruous. Dessert mm-hmm. was not separate from the entree. And sometimes they were the exact same dish. Uh, so it was actually a French chef in the early 16th century who wrote down and said, No, these are separate, and you're going to eat them separately.
0: <laughs> Sounds like. And a, since then, we no. have. A type A Frenchman <laughs> yeah. is exactly no. how I expected this yeah. to
2: happen, honestly. No. no. <laughs> this will not happen. But he also wait, wait. gave us creme brulee, so you can't be mad at him.
1: <laughs> okay, wait, so Jason and I were talking, we wanted to maybe bring in some food, because we've been talking to a bunch of different people this week on different shows that are out. So we thought maybe like, yeah. like good, good Lord Bird, for example, it's, it's what is it, uh, Antebellum, yeah. right? So it's, it's yeah. the Antebellum uh, American. I'm looking at what was written down. The, uh, so, so what's a good, if I want <clears throat> to eat something of the time while watching Good Lord Bird, what do you suggest?
2: Well, it really depends on where you are in America, at the Mm -hmm. time, but let's go to the South Mm -hmm. and let's say you have money. Mm -hmm. So most of your food, of course, is going to be cooked by slaves. And Mm -hmm. the problem is we don't know what they were cooking because most of them were either illiterate or else weren't writing down the recipes. Everything was passed down orally. So there is one cookbook, uh, Mm -hmm. from, before the Civil War, by an African-American. But there there aren't really a lot of recipes, per se. Hmm. But there's one right after, in, in 1866, by Melinda Russell. Also the first cookbook by a uh, female African-American. And there's a recipe in there for Mrs. Rose Cream Pie. And basically, it's mm. cream and egg and sugar, just mixed all together and then put into to a crust. It's not baked or anything. Oh, uh, no, it is baked. Mm. Sorry. So it's co- kind of baked on top. So it'll, it'll kind of get that like crisp meringue. I want to make that uh, uh, one I'm of these days. So that right would be like a mint julep or something like that. Ooh, that
1: sounds good. <laughs> Damn. I want, to, I want that right now, yeah. Jason. That was a good one. You pulled that I was wondering where you were going and the Miss Rose's, what is it? Miss Rose's pie?
2: Miss Rose's cream pie.
1: Yep, Miss Rose's Cream Pie uh, while you're watching Good Lord Bird. Okay, we also had on this week the director of uh, Tehran, Daniel Sirkin. So what about, let's see what I got written here. Let's see, yeah, let's just give us a good Persian dish because it's contemporary.
2: It's contemporary. Yeah. So there's a dish called abgushed. I think I'm saying that right, Um, abgushed. And basically it's a, a lamb and lentil stew. The date would also be made with a lot of different spices and vegetables and potatoes. But basically, if you take out the potatoes, so it's like comfort food. You know, it's, it's really kind of basic yet complex at the same time. But if you take out the potatoes, there's no reason that that exact dish could not have been eaten by Darius the Great or King Xerxes of the Achaemenid. Persian empire, you know, it, nice. it hasn't changed a lot, um, in thousands of years. There are a lot of cuisines, especially stews that haven't changed.
0: So I get a quick question then, um, because you said that, so I take it by you saying that potatoes weren't around back then in, in Persia. So the, I, I assume that that was <laughs> brought in there from the England when they're colonizing. Is that, is that kind of why that that's a newer ingredient for that area?
2: So they were probably there long before England Got there. Um, it's just that potatoes would not have been anywhere outside of the Americas. Got it. Uh, mm. They're a new world food. So, oh. so they got big in, in Europe and then moved into the Middle East and, and Indian food. And it probably was the English who brought it into Indian food, though. Got it. So I don't know that. So don't hmm. quote me.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. All right. Let's go. Jason and I love that show. I don't know if you watch it, but we're, we love the show The Crown.
2: Oh, love the crown,
1: right? So, So what about mid-century? Unfortunately, what, what, what?
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, this is the time period where English food gets the, um, you know, gets to be known as really horrible, and that's because a lot of the food from this time period is not great. Partially because they're still rationing food, even though the war is over, they're still rationing a lot of different foods. So you, you know, everything is in a tin. Or, or whatever. so you can uh, you can make, well, Queen Elizabeth loves a gin and Dubonnet. So first make yourself self a gin and Dubonnet. Mm-hmm. So then you can make an aspic, which were very popular in England and America at the time. And there's one recipe for an aspic. There are fish aspics and all sorts. There's one recipe for a sweet aspic, which is canned pineapple and cherries in a jello. <clears throat> or which is called jelly. And then it's served with whipped cream and mayonnaise on a bed of lettuce. So.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> Maybe
2: I, uh, just to the gin and
0: du Yeah, I was going to say, the aspic <laughs> sounds like, uh, it tastes like aspic. Um I mean, but I, mean, I, Okay. Yeah. So this is something me, me and my daughter watch Great British Bake Off a lot and they do call Jello jelly, right? That's what it is, right? It's Jello. Yeah. Cause I saw them make a cookie, like a a a biscuit, and in the bit, like in the biscuit, there was Jello inside it, and it freaked me out. But that's a thing over there, right? Like, <laughs>
2: cookies with Jello. Yes, and it it was extremely, it still is very popular. But during the Victorian era, it was gelatin was in absolutely everything. They loved nothing more than boiling hooves of animals. <laughs> That's just <laughs> what they love. It's in everything.
0: Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. All right, so then <laughs> moving on from boiling hooves, what about, uh, we like the Spanish princess. So what is that, pre-Columbian I- Iberian? Is that, is that what you mean?
2: So yeah, I, I mean, right. it's the Iberian Peninsula. Right. It takes place at the beginning of, the 16th century. So like the early 1500s. So you're still, even though it's now kind of the Renaissance in a lot of ways, when it comes to food, it's not. The Renaissance of food didn't really get started for another 50 years. So Mm. there's a great recipe for something called bunyols um, from about a hundred years earlier, but they would have still been around. And it sounds really great. Uh, It's basically bread dough that has egg and cheese like mixed with it and then you take that and you deep fry it in pork fat and then you sprinkle it with sugar and or honey. Uh, I, there's nothing in there that doesn't sound good. But again, <laughs> interesting that, that there's cheese, cheese and sugar. So uh, that idea of sweet and savory hasn't hasn't really happened yet.
1: Right. The no the French guy didn't go. No, this is separate.
2: He hadn't <laughs> he gone no yet. Yeah,
1: It was coming, though.
2: Again, about 25 years, 100 years later, I guess. Right.
1: So the only thing that really sucked was the uh, crown, (laughs) as far as the meal went. That sounded just not great. Because you had me until the lettuce and the mayonnaise.
2: Yeah. Though, you know, I mean, they would have also eaten things like fish and chips and and stuff. But, you know, it that was actually (laughs) more commoner food. It still is. the 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 cuisine of that time period just isn't isn't the best unless you're getting you know they also have like beef Wellington if you're the Queen I guess you can afford to make that
1: yeah well yeah that's what we're talking about where the where the Jason's
2: the where the Queen pastry wrapped (laughs) beef with with chanterelle mushrooms my 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 daughter was on my
0: daughter was on Master Chef Junior and uh, so with uh, with uh, what's his face uh, uh and so Gordon he Gordon Ramsay, and so Gordon that was one of his signature dishes so my daughter learned how to make it there she keeps telling me and this is this was six years yeah. ago that she's gonna make me the 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 beef longton still no still no every birthday every Christmas it's not like she buys me a gift I buy
2: myself the gift <laughs> just make me the goddamn beef longton but she still hasn't made it for you You know. No.
1: That's
2: messed up. I made a beef wellington once and it's a lot of work. So you can That's measure her doing. love by if she ends yeah. up making yeah. hey, it. hey, right not. now
0: if she just leaves her room, comes <laughs> out sits next to me on the couch to watch a TV show and doesn't call me an idiot for 5 minutes, I know that there's love there. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Amen. Hey, Chase, um, you got another show or we Well, I wanted to find lighting. out about the I no, no, I wanted to find out about the great the nice. uh, 1700s Russia.
2: So yeah. we love the Great, absolutely love that show. Oh, devoured amazing. it. Um, so the interesting thing about food in Russia at this time period in in the royal court is that it most most of it wouldn't be very Russian, uh, because mm-hmm. Catherine was German, and she she brought in German food, she brought in German culture, she brought in German everything. She even brought in German people, the mm-hmm. Volga Germans who still live in parts of Russia today down on the Volga River. She brought over from uh, Germany, and they brought some great foods, including something called Birox. And I'm g- I need to do a whole episode because it is my fiance's favorite thing that I make. They're essentially, it's ground beef with like a kind of a cheddar cheese or like a dark yellow cheese mm. and uh, sautéed onions and cabbage and herbs that is then packed into a a dough that is just the most like pillowy soft dough that you could ever imagine almost like like a brioche dough and then that's baked mm. and they are amazing so uh, i would say that those were starting to really show up in Russia at the time uh and so i would go with those otherwise you can go so with cornet no. Which
0: portion?
2: Nope. <laughs> too, too, too late. Too late. You amazing. already
0: gave us the barrel. You can't go back. No. You can't just settle us on borscht now.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> they're really amazing. Really amazing.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. Okay, I'm going to throw a bonus at you. Okay, Ooh. you've watched. Go. You've watched uh, Raised by Wolves. All right, it's future food. You know yeah. they're eating mostly tubers over there. Tubers <laughs> and whatever <laughs> yeah. human and potentially human meat. Radioactive um, seeds. Yeah. And and, and Spoiler <laughs> we already. Anybody who's watched this show already knows all the spoilers. Um, okay, fair enough. Like, on, on the fly, you got a, you got a meal. You got a, you got a, you got a, you got a meal for uh, the Raised by Wolves.
2: Absolutely. So you would, you know, just I I would say just some basic roasted, either human meat or whatever meat they can find from those animals. You want to get the tenderloin. Uh, you. you Roast it and put it on a bed of those tubers so you get, like, maybe purple yams. Let's go with purple yams. So I like that. So you get a pork loin, put it on some purple yams, um, and then you want to put some, some truffle oil, kind of mm. maybe around the purple lamps, But, like, this much. Very, very little because it's so strong. Or just have it with some other kind of, of, of mushroom. There's this well, there's mushroom called the black that- cloud. uh uh-huh. It's, oh it's like slimy and black and big and grows, I believe, in, like, Indonesia on trees. Um, kind of looks like the stuff from the show. So I yeah, <laughs> I think you do that,
0: and then you, you wash that down with a big old glass of milk, right? Got-
2: yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> milk. That's right, you well, you with. just... Uh, yeah, just with all those androids. Um, <laughs> yeah, you anyway, just milk it out of them. <laughs> a little bit of Android milk.
1: I mean, Call really, you got another show? Because on that, because I feel like that note was the
0: perfect. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. I think, dude, Max, I I just really am impressed with what this is. You, I I mean, I can't wait uh, for um for this whole thing to be over so that you can invite us over for a dinner party because this must be the most int- th- these got to be awesome. Um, I'll bring the I'll bring the human meat. Uh, Cliff will bring the tubers.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> tubers <good>. and mash. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> We've gotten um, nothing out of this. We've gotten tubers and mash.
0: Right. Um, so your your YouTube is tasting history, uh, and you're out yes. there on all the stuff. We're gonna post all of your uh, socials out there. Um, anything else you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Just thanks for having me. This has been a lot oh, of fun, dude. Oh, we are pleasure. so glad. anytime, man. This has been a uh, this has been super awesome and interesting. And I'm I'm really excited for a couple of these ma- recipes. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look them up.
2: Thank you, buddy. Cool. I think I lost you there for a second. So now I'm back. But
0: thank you, for that. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I'm assuming I'm <laughs> wrapped it we up. did it. <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. Max Miller, ladies and gentlemen. All right. thank you. What a dude! I love that. Yeah,
1: I-, I like anything that has to do with food. I'll tell you, there were a couple. A couple. Uh, that that Miss Rose's cream pie, cream pie. Mm.
0: I want that right now. No, I want that Russian, the the Russian with one with the meat and the cheddar and cheese cheddar, and, and the, the cabbage and the and the and the pillowy dough. The pillowy you know, dough. I love dough. pillowy I dough. That. I like softness like that. You know, I love yeah, softness. you get like, like a pastry yeah. with meat, meat right. pastry. And you know, if I have something soft that I need to keep on my meat on, what I use is me undies
1: And you know what? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, Did, uh, you, you walked into that, and didn't even realize you were gonna go there. That was fantastic. How are you keeping your meat <laughs> tenderized? How are you keeping, keeping your meat nice warm? And soft? Yeah, well, I'm right. pounding it. First of all, I'm pounding <laughs> and it a then, lot. Once then once I'm it's keeping tenderized, it's pillow we meet. Yes, yeah.
1: inside yeah. some micromodal proprietary fabric that is made from beechwood trees, sustainable beechwood yep. trees that turn pulp into here. Yeah. Your- yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They're just doing it like you know, like the like Matt Damon with the Martian and the potatoes. They're just taking they're not hurting the trees. So it's environmental and then these things they they breathe and they flex with your with your with your good Lord Bird and yep. your good Mrs. Lord
0: Bird. Yep. <laughs> Mrs. Lord Bird.
1: Yeah. Well they do the micromodal thing, it's it's micromodality. So every time you you move, it moves. The fabric move. actually it's it almost like a
0: brain. That's one of my favorite Ludacris songs too. You move, I move, just like that. You move, I move, just like that. Yeah, because he's you got move, the simple I move, thing down. Just like that. Right. Like Yo, DJ, down. bring me some Meandis back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. Ludacris
1: got some great lines, and <laughs> Meandis got some some great great choices to make sure that you are packed and secure on ready any go. trip or anything you have to do. Micromodal. sustainable beachwood trees me undies and by the way they have the monthly plan
0: yep you got to take that monthly plan it's it's out of control you get something every month it's uh best time of the week get that you know get that get one of those uh food boxes so you can make some uh some history food you just get out there grab your grab your grab your ingredients grab your tubers grab your ground beef grab some pillowy softness both for your meat and your meat and uh go to meundies.com use offer code stuck uh, that's MeUndies.com. offer code stuck to 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 get on that get on board get on that get on that meundies train get on that meundies train right on boom right on so right. bills paid and by the way I love paying them that way because oh, I, I, I love meundies all right oh dude uh, I mean I wouldn't boom. I wouldn't be able to talk about them as much as I do if I didn't really really so, enjoy so. them I, I opened up my drawer today and I saw my meundies uh, pants I got two pairs now I could swap between them I got a I've got like a, a purple pair and a green pair. <laughs> I'm and this. like, yeah. Okay. No more me these, but,
1: but, but yes. Yep. But yes, I really I, do like it. Bill's paid. All right. And thank you me All
0: right. Moving forward. We got you. Um, well, I got a little bit of news, but, uh, you know, we can bit. talk a little content today. Great. So, um, I want to ask you about this cause I have a very big opinion. Uh, there is a talk of a new, a show coming out, a new series coming out, which is a reboot of an old series, uh, okay. and which is also new movies and all this stuff. But, uh, they're talking about bringing the Adams family back to series with, uh, with uh, Tim Burton attached. I wanted to see what your kind of opinion on is this. I know we talk about reboots a lot.
1: I mean, I, I guess because it's Tim Burton, you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to go, all right, let's see what it is. If it was anyone but Tim Burton, I would be kind of nauseated, to be quite honest. I mean, it's Tim Burton. The guy's, you know, he's a, uh, an American treasure. He's a, you know, he's a genius, his little weird mind and uh or very big weird mind uh, you know so who knows what the hell is going to be
0: animated or is it going to be live action i have a feeling this is going to be a live action one if i didn't know better um see and i have a see i have a fundamental issue with tim i don't think he's been able to do these kind of things well um i think the best what he did was the uh what we do in shadows as far as this kind of project mm-hmm. personally I think he's shown bigger heart when he does stuff that's not remakes or all this stuff. Like when I look at Ichabod Crane stuff or the Headless wait, wait, Horseman wait. What one. did he do and what to do in the shadows? Uh, not what we do in shadows. Sorry, the right. other one. Um, what was it? It was the, the uh, let me look it up real quick. But okay, he did a he okay. did like a soap opera, a TV show that was based off of a soap opera. Uh, and. Uh, all right, but was, in general, you're saying that he's not really, I this isn't is think- his forte. I don't think he has the heart for it. Like he, he has he he makes beautiful things. He makes very pretty shows. It was Dark Shadows. I apologize, Dark All right, Shadows. But listen, now we know what it is. Yeah, but he, I we're don't short-lived. think that he makes great like. But the things that I've loved him the most for were Ed Wood. I really loved um Edward Scissorhands. Um Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, Big Fish. I think was one of his better sh- things. But it's when he gets into the Alice in Wonderlands of the world uh the sweeney Todd's, the sleepy hollows the dumbos mm-hmm. um that i don't love what he does you know I, I i think you know but mars attacks is great and so is Wee herman's big adventure when the way he remakes things because he's got a kind of he has to keep that quirk appeal to it i think they lose a lot of heart so i'm actually pretty concerned about that side of the fence um well, I, you yeah. know, I mean,
1: I think it's one of those things except for, like, Beetlejuice. I mean, look, he can make stuff with heart. He's shown that. I mean, again, hands to me, is is a great example of that. I, I just, I wonder, it's going to be a lot to do with casting. Yeah. Listen, I, I just think the, the, the biggest issue with something like this is, like, hasn't this just been done to death? Yep. I mean... Yep. They just know. released
0: an animated uh, Adam's Family just last year.
1: And how'd that do?
0: Eh, not great.
1: What I'm saying, right? It's 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 not even such a great brand anymore. You know, you think you think Sarah or Dylan knows about the Addams Family? Maybe, maybe. maybe.
0: But, but they're not interested. When I when I put yeah. it on at the house, I got a huge set of eye rolls.
1: Right. So now you're now you're trying to hit for kids, right? So you're making a kids series. So you can't even really do the darkness that you know. I guess at best it's a Disney show. I mean, who's that show targeting?
0: That's the now. That's the big question.
1: Well right. so so here's the question that I would ask is, it tar- is is Tim Burton making this show for kids with you know like Nightmare Before Christmas like it's a certain age of kids and the adults can still appreciate it but it's not for really young kids because it'd scare the crap out of them.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah, that's where you're talking. Um and he's making through MG it's definitely a Netflix show. It's MGM TV is the ones that are going to be are working on it and it looks like they're looking at buyers but Netflix is at the top of that list. Here's what I will tell you though <laughs> And, you know, we talk about Brian Fuller a lot um, because I love Brian Fuller. You do. He did uh, a remake, and it was only a one-episode thing. It didn't get picked up of The Monsters. And I actually thought that was really good because he kind of came his own the view of it and a version of it. This was back in 2012. Eddie, Eddie Izzard as grandpa, Jerry O'Connell as Herman Monster, (laughs) uh, Portia as the wife, Lily, uh, yeah, it was a really fun, like one episode of this show that they ended up just making a Halloween special. Like people Uh. can do this and the Munsters isn't one that's been remade to death for one reason or another. I think, I think that there's a, maybe a perception that that was kind of like the knockoff of the Addams family in the first place, or at least that's my perception. It didn't seem to get the popularity of a Addams family, though it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, Howard Stern's favorite old old TV show. Was the yeah,
1: and the old TV show is amazing. I mean, did you really love the movie or the. Re- I mean, you know, at this point, and, and again, I don't think it's like captivating. It's not It's not like, you know, back then it had a subtext, as mm-hmm. did the Munsters. Now it's just, you know, like old, weird, fair.
0: Right. Now it's just kind of like cute goth kind of stuff right it's yeah like
1: like i i honestly would be more interested if tim burton was making beetlejuice the series
0: i would too beetlejuice the series
1: yeah let's let's do that let's tim. do that
0: one yeah I agree. yeah like
1: let's 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 do that let's get michael keaton back you know and uh, uh you know winona and then let's let's put the band back together yeah i agree the house and, oh my god Catherine o'hara just anything <laughs> well, she wants to by do. the way. Just, you know, again, like, you know, everything she does is great.
0: Yep. So, um there's not a ton of news today. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of entertainment news. Most everybody's focused tonight's the um the final set of debates for the election, so that's going on tonight. Oh, that's um, a thing tonight? That's a thing. That's the thing tonight and they're muting they're muting microphones this time. What does that mean? Um that means last time there was a lot of talk over. There was a lot of, uh, it was coming from one side in particular, you can guess which side, but uh, there's a lot of people talking over people last time. So this time the debate moderators have the ability to mute the microphone of the person not talking. Um, oh. <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting night. So um, I, and I, told to, I told people this last time on Facebook, Bad boy. if you're going to watch these debates, which is fine, Don't come out of it pretending that you weren't already looking to be mad. There's no reason to watch the debate if you don't want to come out upset. You're going to be upset. He's going to say something that will make you mad. You're watching it to just have him make you mad. You've already picked your side. This isn't for you. You're just making yourself angry.
1: Yeah, just imagine you're a Boston Red Sox fan in 1982, uh, you know, uh, very late in the year. Yeah. Yeah, and just again, you just got wiped out. Yep. Yeah,
0: okay, that, that's yeah. that's
1: how you should go into
0: this. You way. know exactly how it's going to be turned out. Don't pretend. Don't if the first person that shows up on my Facebook and asks, surprise, like somebody said something. I swear to God, I'm coming after you. Um, <laughs> um and the only other news, really, I have before we kind of do a little bit of content stuff, um, is uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg actually spoke out on the Quibi failure. Oh thank um, God. And he acknowledges that it. That the COVID thing that wasn't what like, killed him. Giuliani
1: fucked it all up.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, he actually kind of acknowledged, like, "Hey, maybe I should have given trials the the free option." Not offering that a free option was probably uh, uh, a problem, and that his kind of he said that he'd been a little bit flippant about blaming everything on the pandemic back then, huh. but uh, that he kind of acknowledges maybe if I'd offered a free version of this, that uh, that I could have gone a different direction, which is a uh, two billion. It's like one point seven billion dollar mistake.
1: I mean, did he acknowledge that they were walking around the hallways at smelling their own farts?
0: <laughs> maybe he did. Well, maybe that was the whole thing. I think that's the flipping thing. It's like, yeah. do you want a free version? No, yeah. thanks. Hmm. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah, new no, yeah, no free version for you. No free I, version. All right.
1: Well, no, no $2 billion company for you. Those, those poor, poor investors. I mean, I, I don't know who they built into this. But if you would have asked me, I would have said, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. I'm not no, no, doing no, no, no. that. I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? But if but if um, Steven Soderbergh starts a company, that'll i do.
0: Right.
1: Not right. if you use Steven Soderbergh to start your company. Okay. You get it?
0: <laughs> I get it.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. I mean, I saw something in the news, you know, because I don't read, but I did... See something about one of my favorites about Noah Cyrus and something something about an outfit she wore. But then I thought, if Noah Cyrus is getting in trouble, like if it, it, that, that's exactly what she wore the outfit, so whatever she did worked. Yep, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the whole point. Whatever they do in that family, somehow it works. Right. So so is it really news? It's like oh, something they decided to try worked. We're talking well, about I, it.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's all that stuff. That's just the uh, that's the TMZ side of everything. Yeah, you're like, exactly
1: and, right. That's like the nonsensical stuff, right? Yeah. it's it's not really you know not that any of this is really news but it's not actual yeah. kind of news
0: yeah no there's nothing really <laughs> going on there um Fair other okay, stuff good. that's kind of out there tom holland finally you know i don't know if you uh know, not that that you probably are big into it but there's a game that came out on in um in a, a few years ago called uncharted which was a big sony game um mm-hmm. did you ever play that yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: uh well uh we got that first picture of tom in his uh nathan drake outfit from uncharted That's cool. So uh, he's going to be the guy. This is this is the character that everybody wanted Nate Fillion to play. Um, I like this guy better. Back when it was a David O. Russell flick, which would have been an interesting version of uh, of a video game, like a straight to like a, a that that was what was kind of funny about that movie was originally David O. Russell was going to direct. Nathan Fillion in a video game adaptation movie of Uncharted. And uh, obviously that didn't happen. Then he was going to make it. Marky Mark was going to play that. Oh, sorry, Mark Wahlberg. Um, and then, and now we've got the guy from Zombieland who's amazing mm-hmm. doing this movie with uh, with Tom Holland, which I'm actually, now I'm excited. I want to watch the one with David O. Russell. Don't get me wrong. Oh,
1: it's the uh, director of Zombieland. So yep. he's writing it also. Yep. That makes sense. Oh, that'll be interesting. Because he's got a fresh take now, maybe you know he's not going to have to recycle his old stuff. Yeah. Because the second Zombieland, the double tap or whatever. The double tap, not. yeah.
0: Reuben, you know, Reuben Fleischer's made some really fun things. I think I like that. Very you know, talented. Yeah. Um. And you know, I thought that thirty minutes or less was a uh, was a good movie. I had a lot of fun with that one. I did too. And you know, for I what, saw it in the when theater. when I found out that when I, I rewatched Venom, I think the second half, when he gets to have fun and not just get into the lore. Of the the comic booky part of it, I thought it was a lot of fun. Just him, you know, the way him and uh, uh, he had the 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 conversations between the alien and the main character.
1: Yeah, listen, I I think this is the perfect like return for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, not that he went anywhere. I'm just saying, like, as far as I, this is going to be like, uh, to me, it has the potential of being like the first time you saw Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yep, absolutely. I think. Where where like, be oh, Tom, James
1: Gunn is an interesting filmmaker.
0: Yeah. Tom Tom Harland is. You know, obviously, I I can't hate on Tom. He's Peter Parker, and he does a great job. Um And uh and this is another one of those examples, like the machoist. Like they used to be just all the macho guys. You got the, you know, the 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 Cavils and the and yeah. all that stuff. Doing Caviezel's. all the superheroes, the the Cavils, not the is it, Is Cavil British? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, Cavil, Cavil, right, right. right. Henry doing Cavill, Superman right. Henry and you have uh, you know you have our Batmans being taken over by the Brits even our zombie fighters and Tom Holland taking over Peter Parker but now not only are they taking over our macho superheroes they're also taking over our vi- our video game avatars Wait, he's not he's not from america he's not from america he's 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 very british he i think they got, they he got he got started job. he got started doing uh uh doing look that dancing job. he was on he was like in one of those he was like what like that like little boy dancing kind of movie oh the billy Elliot. yes yeah billy, Elliot. billy
1: Elliot. yeah no yeah. this guy is uh this guy is a major talent the, yeah. he can do anything he's i mean like literally this guy is amazing i can't wait to see this yeah wait it's not out
0: though he's just no filming. it's not out that, that, that's just the first photo so it is it's coming it's, it's coming um one last thing i wanted to bring up in the news just because we talk about this kind of tech so the tech that they used on the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They're they are now it's confirmed they're they built the same thing for the Batman to make this Batman movie actually happen so they've moved a lot of some of the stuff of from this Batman movie with a uh, with Patrick uh, or with Robert Patterson, thought, yeah over to uh, one of these stages so that they can film a lot of this movie is this the one with the different universes. No, this is the Batman movie that we saw that looks really cool, where he's like brutal and right. dressed. Someone kind got COVID. Of,
1: yeah, yeah. The, 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 was brutal the, the, until he got COVID, and then yeah. he's like, oh,
0: I, I, no, "I'm done." No, the, the one you're thinking of is that wait. Flash movie where like Keaton's gonna come back as Batman. That's that Flash movie. But this is the right. actual one that's being made uh, by the guy who made the the the, the Planet of the Apes reboots. Oh,
1: the original yeah. with James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original, I mean, the original reboot. Yeah. <laughs> like the, well, all the, those movies, all by the same They that crap. Yeah. They're doing another one, which again, I, I guess to me it seems senseless, but Fox, you know, they have to justify their existence. Hey,
0: those last, those apes movies were the only, like were one of the few sets of remakes that I actually was like, these are good. Reboots. I, reboots. Reboots. Yeah. yeah, because it wasn't a remake. Das Boots. Yeah. And Prequels. then it went really,
1: you know, and then it got bad.
0: Then it yeah. got bad. Do you really? I thought all three of those things, loved all three.
1: What, the one with the revolution
0: in the forest yeah you like that's that great. one yes no Jesse, yes no. that's the, is that the one with uh gary oldman yeah that was the great one, it was never bad gary all three of good. those all three of those masterpieces the third one
1: went off the rails to me oh
0: no where they ended up by the lake oh well, i mean
1: i guess that was just oh, so my goodness
0: no you were i think you were on i think no, you were I've on. i've seen K. it twice you're you were on mescaline Both times.
1: Listen, I wish it would
0: have been better.
1: If I was on masculine, you might be getting a different review. You got any (laughs) masculine? Who's got masculine? I love. We used to call it purple mesk.
0: No, I I mean honestly, I mean obviously, everybody has different feelings. Like I thought, all three of those movies, you know, especially considering that there was no through line with the the actual. Uh, human actors and that the only person that kind of stuck through every single movie is Andy Serkis. I thought they did a really good job of evolving that show into something that felt very on brand each time.
1: Yeah, until the third one.
0: That was so good. Yeah, no, it was terrible. It was so good.
1: It was unwatchable except for Gary Oldman.
0: Um, I do have one piece of news that only probably will appeal to you. Um, (laughs) What is it? Miley Cyrus thinks she uh, That does appeal to me. Miley Cyrus thinks she was chased by an HBO, a uh, HBO, a UFO. Oh, really? Yes. Chased. She said she was convinced she was being followed by an alien spaceship and that she even made eye contact with the extraterrestrial.
1: hundred uh, percent happened. First this, of all, if you are an extraterrestrial, how is that not your first stop? <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't mean, think about it. It's like, Oh, that's uh, Miley Cyrus, Angelina Jolie. Like I'm going to make the rounds. Like who's the most talented, prettiest people in the world. That's where I'm going first.
0: <laughs> she said, I had an experience, actually. I was driving through San Bernardino with a friend, and I got chased down by some San sort of elbow. I'm Ooh. pretty sure about what I saw, but I'd also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco shop, so it could have been the weed wax.
1: <laughs> this is why you can't not love a Miley Cyrus or any of the Cyruses, really. How <laughs> I mean, can you not love any of the Cyruses?
0: I mean, they can be the biggest assholes, and I still love them. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it could have been the weed wax. Um... <laughs> She adds the UFO van. was glowing yellow and looked like a flying snowplow, and also seen by other people in the vicinity. Um, she felt the wax from the same van dude. The weed wax, yeah. The people in the same vicinity, van dude um, weed wax. The other two people that are hot boxed inside her car, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, and especially Miley's going. You saw that, right? You saw now, that, and they're like, "Yeah, Miley, we saw I, it." Now, a snowplow that's is an interesting name. phrase, right? A snowplow, what does she mean by a snowplow? A truck with something on the front? Or is she thinking, was she think, did she say snowplow and actually mean Zamboni? Well, she's a not No, No, that's what I'm saying. But a snowplow is like just a truck with a, a shovel up front, right? That's pretty much what a snowplow is these days. So do you think she meant Zamboni? Listen,
1: I, I got to tell you, I've never seen that specific UFO. I have seen my own UFOs. None of them are like that at all. Like a a, a disappearing disc, I've seen. And then I've seen like the pizza, the clear, loose site pizza with the three pegs.
0: Can I ask you a question? Where do you and Miley get your weed wax? Listen, I don't smoke your wax wax. weed. That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) I don't smoke wax. Wait, weed wax from the van dude. (laughs)
0: Yeah, where's this band? <laughs> Who is this? Is this this it's is San o- Bernardino? This is obviously not the Kogi truck. You guys are getting this from. This is not the yeah, Kogi I feel truck like of Miley's weed wax.
1: just Hunter Thompson. Hunter Thompsoning it, <laughs> like it's like she's just making shit up. She's like, and then I was taking ether in San Bernardino, and I yeah. bought it from a
0: man in a van. Yeah. That's as sick, your no. as your weed wax guy, I <laughs> I have to remember like she didn't
1: leave Calabasas. <laughs> none of none of this. She didn't leave Calabasas at all.
0: Uh, um so she said uh, it, <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel threatened at all actually but I did see uh, a being sitting in the front of the flying object it looked at me and we made eye contact and I think that it really shook me looking into its eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around like a like like an alien in a tr- in a monster truck <laughs> with a shovel out front um
1: I really want to hang out with her just for like an hour. I you really guys, do it. You know what you got to do is just what? go to
0: San Bernardino, sit in front of the weed wax guy, Yes, wait. Weed wax van, dude. weed wax van.
1: Yeah, weed wax van. Weed wax van. You found it. You found it. Weed wax van. WWV.
0: Yeah. W- I mean, W-W-V. by the way, it's
1: a, good, it's a good way to sell weed wax A van <laughs> at the side of the road
0: <laughs> in San Bernardino. Well, I got no other news for you. If you got some content stuff, otherwise, I... I yeah. What? You got otherwise some, what? Oh, no. I was just going to say, otherwise... uh yeah, we're that I you you got you got a little bit of um, a little content talk. Let's do it.
1: Well, I mean we don't have to. Did you just want to go away?
0: No, I don't ever want to I love everybody.
1: You just want to leave? <laughs> I mean, is that it? Jason decided that, well, I have no more news. So I, I have no more news Bye. for the day. It's like, oh, you're getting off work early today? I didn't okay, I didn't realize. So,
0: so I got this.
1: When, what is that? Oh, is that a Mario Kart action figure?
0: So oh, it's better. It's better. I'm going to show you guys this. This is this is what Jason gets to do after we're done here. Uh,
1: so Jason just held up Mario in a Formula One car, but it was a Mario Formula One car. Did You
0: call him Mario? I did. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then I
1: switched and went Mario. <laughs> Mario.
0: Mario.
1: Oh. All right. So Mario. I want to show you this.
0: I want to. I, I really. This is this is what Jason's doing today. And this is this is what this is what you this do. This is to cut off
1: work four minutes early, by the way.
0: Yeah. All right. Here, let's check this out.
1: Mario Kart Live Home Circuit on Nintendo Switch.
2: Some racers know the world of kart racing inside and out.
0: They uh, know so this is, when is a Mario Kart. This is a remote kart. control car.
2: When to keep it steady. And when to pick up their pace.
0: Basically, We're going to skip it up. We're going to skip it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, so you racing in your house while you're racing in the track. So you set up the track, like one, two, three, four, five, 2, 3, you have to run through these
0: different checkpoints just like on the screen. Yep. So basically what you do is it's an augmented reality game where you race them around, but you can still, you still have, there's virtual characters you race against. You get all the little pieces. But it's all racing in your house, so you actually play Mario Kart in your, in your kitchen. I mean, that is pretty cool. I'm right? I'm not going to lie. That's, I mean, what does one of these run you? You know, uh, 99 bucks. Not bad. It's
1: not, you know, I mean, as far as, like, little pieces of technology that you buy for no reason, yeah. you know, that are only luxury So this is your little camera. Go.
0: So this is going to show you where everything is. It replaces all your stuff with a little virtual version of yourself, and you just run this thing all around your house.
1: Yeah. So so parents, if you're really tired of homeschooling your kids and you want something else to drive you insane, you should get them that. So yep. that's why the little car can be running around the kitchen all day.
0: Yeah. While you're trying to get away hey, from the kids. Listen, listen. <laughs> the reason we bought this, the wife. The wife the wife walked up to me and goes, Did you buy this? And I was like, No, I haven't bought this yet. And she's like, Oh, like I thought she was gonna be mad at me because like, she's not. She was like it. looking
1: forward to it. Stuff yeah, because like, I,
0: I buy everything that's new, right? Like I got my virtual reality, I got the, the 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 airplane stuff, I got all that stuff. Right. And she's like, "Did you buy it?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "Oh." I was like, "Do you want it?" And she's like, "Kinda." Like <laughs> we get to build tracks around the house. It's just one of those things. It's like where she wanted to like build little jumps and like 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 ramps up the cool. stairs. I'm not gonna Chase lie. the dog around. So that's that's. That's why. That's why I'm ready. So you're using the
1: switch, and the switch is controlling the car, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the switch. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at the car.
0: No, you're looking at the switch, and it's just running around your house, and like, because mm-hmm. there's like, there's like little like, boos. Yeah, sensors. That you're ra- but and you're racing against other little characters. The whole thing is all set up, so it feels like you're actually racing a, playing a race game.
1: I gotta say, it's 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 a great way to uh, waste <laughs> a bunch of time. Waste. <laughs> Waste. I know, I know, but that's what happens. You you finish one of those things and you walk out into the world and you're like, yes,
0: I have done it. And then you look around and it's like, oh wait. I'm hey, just- Cliff, do you want to give us an update on where you are in the PGA tour? <laughs> hey,
1: listen, I I stopped. I stopped playing and I started on <laughs> Mafia and uh, you know the remake. And and that was only you know it was kind of subpar. I feel like I'm just everything is just being like me waiting for the new Hitman in VR. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, the new VR Hitman, yeah, that's yeah because
1: nothing be good. good comes out in VR anymore.
0: Mm, you haven't I mean, obviously played Squadrons yet. Well, for PS5, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Squadrons is available on, on PS4. Oh, is that the flying one? Mm-hmm. So Very you're sitting fun. in the plane and you're flying? Well, I, it's an X Wing, and yes, or a I'm TIE sorry, fighter, is that, a plane. Are sitting a plane? in a plane? Are you, uh, I don't know. Are you sitting in a um. You know, are you are you talking into a, whatever? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, do you have like a seat for it? Do you have a special seat that you mean a cockpit of no, the X? Like your
0: special like, you know, gamer seat. No, I mean I do have a special gamer seat, but it's just a real it's just a gamer chair for fat kids. But you can turn <laughs> around and like you can look at your little R2D twos <laughs> behind you or AstroDroid, you can look around. It's it's full on immersive. It's full on immersive. Just on PS4. It works on PS4, it works on Xbox and it's available on PC.
1: Well, you know what, Jason? You talked so much about games that I didn't get to talk about any content. So we have all day.
0: All day tomorrow. Content, content, content. We're gonna do. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about the finale of the vow. We'll talk about everything else that's coming out. Watch some Borat. Have some fun. Yes. Okay. So until our next episode, everybody, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Jason Smith, Cliff Dorfman. Love you, everybody. Take care. Don't watch the debates.